Have you heard of or watched Sound of Freedom? I don't think I can do this job, Tim. As soon as I lay down, all I see are those kids' faces. How long have you been doing this? 12 years. How do you do it? I've heard of, I have not watched it. I kind of want to, knowing no. that it's going to be emotional. It's going to be. A so lot. you know what it's about, right? Yeah. It, it, Based on true story, not a exact accounting. Yeah. Like, not a documentary, but based on what this guy actually did. Yes. Does. D- well, like, how it started kind of deal, right? I haven't seen but Yes, that. yes. Oh, okay. From what I've heard, it's, like, the first time he went out and does, did it. But, yes, he does this actively. He actively is a badass. I used to work with him. Ooh. Well, literally, I worked for him when I did my laundry stuff. I'd go up there every week and go get him and his family's laundry uh, when they lived up in Eagle Mountain. And then they switched. They moved from Eagle Mountain down to elsewhere. Oh, crap. I can't remember where. Anyway, I went there, too. Um, And then the pandemic hit. And then, you know, we kind of split off from there. I mean, so I've talked to him a few times. Right. And obviously with my past and stuff like that, like I never really fully got into it with him, but I knew what he did. Like I was like, dude, that is awesome. Like, okay, so let's just get into this. People are saying that sex trafficking is not real, that this whole thing is dramatizing and showing like that this actually just shows that, you know what, we actually create the need for for sex trafficking how (laughs) so this woman claims that she went on a raid this was 10 years ago with them she claims that she was a mommy blogger from here and part of the church of jesus christ and she said because he was a man she felt like she had to go on the raid with him okay so that's a me problem this woman is claiming that she was on there 10 years ago okay first of all i've got to say to as running a business to Guess what? You freaking evolve and you figure out how to do things better. That's how you learn and that's how you grow as a business. Secondly, you don't say this didn't work. Let's give up. She said, I was a mommy blogger and I felt like I couldn't say no because he was a man of Jesus Christ. Um, Oh, bullshit. That's that's your problem. That is your problem. Like, mm -mm -mm. that is your problem. I'm sorry. Like, she was a mommy blogger for LDS and all this stuff. Um, anyway, so for the church doesn't have that had the beliefs of the LDS, like, so she's a mommy blogger blogger sharing beliefs thing. Gotcha. Okay. I'm with you now. I'm LDS mommy blogger, but also like shares her beliefs in the religion and all this stuff. Right. Share shit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Got it. Totally fine. That's fine and everything. But now she's like, yeah, I felt like I couldn't because when you're in that, you know, only the men hold the priesthood so they know what to do. And you're supposed to be like that little slave. And and that's 
that's all bullshit. Just have you out here real quick for anyone listening. Yes, we believe that men have the priesthood. They have offices of the priesthood that women don't. However, women have the priesthood too. Priesthood blanket statement is the ability to act in God's name. We all have that. So, and to the whole, we listen to the men thing with the offices of the priesthood. Yes. Yes. There's guidance from the men and stuff. Yes. I kind of believe in that. However, there's this thing called something stewardship. That's the word stewardship. So for me having the priesthood, I have stewardship over my house and my dogs. If I was married, my husband would have stewardship over me. Yes. But that doesn't mean I do everything he says. It means he would have ability to get inspiration for me or what he should do for me. And then if it's something where it's like, Hey, I feel like I need to counsel you about this. That doesn't mean I do it. It means I then take it and say, okay, Heavenly Father, this person who has stewardship over me says this, what do I do with that? Even then, it's not a blanket statement. You do it. It means they have ability to guide or counsel, not dictate. It's not a dictatorship. So yes, this is 100%. This woman is a bitch. Go on. That, and well, you know what? I can't understand if she was raised in Utah and to believe that because that is very pushed upon here in Utah. It is. It is. It is a cultural belief here. It's an inaccurate belief. It's not a doctrine belief. It doesn't represent the the church as a whole. I'll just say that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I wanted to get that out there for anyone listening. That is someone who is taking a belief system and making it a cult system. That's what it is. And sadly enough, that does happen here a lot in Utah. And there's men and women who believe that. And and it's wrong, but whatever. Right. So I was just, so I haven't seen this movie. I was just listening to um, an interview. Like, actually, I didn't even know that it was about this movie. I just said, what's the problem? It said, what's the problem with kids and and sex trafficking? Okay. And so she goes and says that 10 years ago that she went on this raid and that what they did is they were having like a sex party for pedophiles and they basically what they were raiding, not them. Okay. Right. And I don't know exactly how they did this. And apparently she didn't either. She didn't ask a lot of questions. She said, which that's on you. That's on you. She's just an Um, idiot. But I assume, and this could be totally wrong, but it could be like the black market or something in that area that he knew how to do connections with and be like, hey, I want to have a you know, pedophile party. Uh, can you get some underage kids that you think would consent to this and we'll deal out how much money I owe you for the services? Okay. So there are 26 kids that are loaded onto a bus and then they come to this house and they have like, you know, a pool. And this is in the U.S. Yes. Like this is. This is in Utah. Yeah. Okay. So they go and they have this pool and then they have, um, you know, they get sodas out for them. And they're like, hey, just have a fun time. Like no parents needed. End of story. That's a fun party. Like, that's a fun party to go to. End of story. Okay, then what happens? And 
And then he, she says that, oh, I was just there to spectate and I thought I was just supposed to be in the back like where the kids were. Um, no, he asked you to come here and document it as a reporter. So, and to get the word out about this is happening more. So she, so he asked her, hey, come in here, you know, I want you to take notes, film, whatever, um, so that we can get documentation of this. And he's like getting out thousands of dollars and naming out every service he's going to have, you know, be like, okay, I want this, this, and this for this, this girl and this girl and, and this guy oh, here. So heartbreaking. Yes. Okay. And then, um, what happens is some sort of officer comes, comes in, you know, because these guys are fucking selling children and now we have it on tape. Hello. Um, and you know, she as well, and, and this is, this was wrong. She as well got put down to the ground and like handcuffed. He, did you say, or she, she did. She did. Well, they don't know who's in on it and who isn't at first. Like, Yes. Anyway, yes. Okay. So, and she was taken by surprise by this. And she's like, I wasn't even supposed to be in that room to begin with. Like, I was just supposed to document everything. Bitch, what the fuck? Okay. You think that the whole thing's just going to happen outside where the kids are chilling? No. no. No, it's all hidden. Okay. And then she's like, then I talked to, you know, a real person that deals with child sex trafficking. And they said that that's not how, that's how, not how it should be done. And that's not how the law should do it. Here's my problem. 19 years ago, I was sex trafficked. Okay. I told adults, I told police officers, I went out of my way and I told people and guess what? Like, I felt like nothing really Nothing happened until until one of these girls told their parents and their parents contacted the FBI and got them involved. My word didn't freaking matter when 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 they raided my house, they treated me like I was one of the predators. I don't know how they couldn't see I was only 17. But they treated me as such. They broke the door down. I hid. And then I, so I went in and I hid in the bathroom and I would not come out. I was like, nope, because I thought they were another person that was going to come and attack me um, and abuse me. This I thought that. Ex, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I thought that he wasn't home. So I locked myself in the bathroom and they're trying to talk to me. I tried to get out the window. So what do they do? They're trying to like get me. And then they go to the window and like try to talk to me. Understandable from their perspective. They don't know what's going on. Let's get everyone. Yeah. But they broke down the door. They take, I had three grown men holding me and I'm freaking out. Okay. They throw me in the back of the vehicle. They throw me in a holding cell. I'm there for hours. I tell them I'm only 17. I don't know what's going on. I literally don't know. I've never been through a raid. I've never had to go through any of that. I'm like, hopefully never again. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on. They fingerprinted me. They treated me as a criminal. I was 17. Okay. 17. <clears throat> okay. Should, should he have told, you know, Officers or whatever, hey, this girl is for me, and hey, this is what's going to happen. Absolutely. Was that 10 years ago, and was that when they started, and this was all new to them, too? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't have experience with it. And 
And she's like, yeah, well, those 26 kids, then we went to go take them to like, you know, a rehab that can deal with all their emotional stuff and like, and then find their homes and everything. They said that they didn't have enough room to take them in. So they let them go like two weeks later and they're back on the street. And who knows, they could have been then actually sexually trafficked. And I'm sitting here like, okay, you do you not hear that, that, that this is a bigger problem that we don't have enough space to take care of these kids and deal with this? You're going to sit here and you're going to blame him for this. It's a big issue. So yes, sex trafficking happens. Yes, we need to be more prepared if we're going to do raids and stuff so that we know what's going to happen to the adults and the, the people who are on the right side. And we need more stuff in place for after. That doesn't mean sex trafficking isn't happening. That doesn't mean yeah. he's not doing something good. So I have not, again, I have not seen the movie. I have watched one other interview with him. So he could defend like his side, right? I saw, I heard that side. Let's hear this side, right? He doesn't even call her out by name. He just is like, you know who you are. Um, that is trying to make this seem like a terrible thing. Um, kudos to him for that. Respectful. But this also brings up another subject. And this is going to get all touchy. And I know I'm going to piss some people off, but this is going to happen here because I'm. Mm, he said flat out, flat out, that there are quite a bit of sex predators right now who are trying to get kids to change their gender and grooming them to come over to them so that they feel safe so that they can sexually harass them and sexually abuse them. Why does changing gender play into it? Because I don't not believe you, but, but. Okay. So for here in the state of Utah, because we have such conservative parents that are such in the LDS view that, you know, I mean, gay has become a little bit more, oh, okay, acceptable. Oh, so parents will ostracize the kids and then they get to be the, oh, I'll comfort you. I'll help you. So it's a way, they don't care about the kid's gender. It's a way to separate them from their parents, a way to make them vulnerable. Yep. Oh, I'll get you the testosterone that you need. Oh, I'll get you those hormones that you need. Oh, you want like some sort of surgery? I'll pay for that for you. So I be so a, a way. It's just another tool. It's just another tool. Kind of like me, people who get kids on drugs or something. Same idea. Exactly. Exactly. I need to make you vulnerable. I need to make mm-hmm. you dependent on me. I need to remove. It, it's the same thing. It's grooming. Totally. It's what it's what abusive partners do in a with adults where they start out consenting and then separate you from your friends because you're making bad choices. So why would your friends want to hang out with you? Know it, it's all that. It's the same yep. thing with yep. kids. Different tool. Gotcha. Don't get don't get me wrong here. Okay, you're an adult. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just like that guy that decided to buy that fursuit and now he identifies as a dog because he. Thought he was Weird stuff happens. Weird stuff happens. It's fine. You're you know an adult. Do you? Yeah, that could have bought a shit ton and of therapy, a kid but whatever. Bringing it up. That's the problem. Is there are transgender kids? The issue is parents need to be understanding and supportive, whatever that looks like, so that it can't be used against the child. Because yes. if a parent is like, "Oh, you're transgender. Let's buy you different clothes. Let's look at this from a medical perspective. Let's do things." 
then the predator doesn't have somewhere to get in. But if the parent says, screw you, you're not my child. Mm -hmm. uh, No, you're absolutely my daughter. Then someone else has uh, an in. Someone else has a way to step in and be the supportive person that the parent isn't. There is a difference, and and as a parent, you need to protect your child. And there is a difference between supporting them and being, let's say, Jane is now Jim and dressing in those type of clothes and telling Jane that's now Jim, let's go get your boobs removed. Oh no, that's why I'm that's why I'm saying, Adrian, this isn't to talk about. I I really don't want to get into the discussion of what is or isn't good for parents to do for their transgender child with medical stuff. That's why I say, talk to the doctor, make smart choices, but be supportive emotionally because the emotional support is where these, yeah. let's stay on the topic of the pedophiles and stuff who right. get your kids. So if you are being supportive of your child, whatever that means, then the predator doesn't have a oh, in with them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's exactly like, I mean, with drugs, am I going to condone my child to do drugs no but if you ostracize them then they can get then they're going to turn to someone else who will be supportive not that's not saying you should support them in doing drugs but support them as a person while trying to help them and get them clean like all that kind of thing like find the root of that problem don't just slap a band-aid on it be involved in your children's lives be open with them. One thing my um, a good friend told me, uh, I was in a class with a bunch of people and stuff, and they were talking about parenting and suggestions. And it was actually about relationship, like uh, couples relationships, because we were all single. It was a dating thing where they were saying, and it, it, he said this applies to kids as well. He has like seven daughters ranging from like two to 17. He said, don't learn because this can be a learned trait. Learn to not react. Learn to take a breath and be calm when kids tell you anything. If your kid swears, don't, and, and you're a non-swearing family, not, um, don't be like, oh, you swore. Say like, oh, where'd you learn that word? Like talk about it. Don't freak out because that allows your kids to come to you about bigger things, knowing you're not going to freak out on them. Because if you freak out on them, then if a kid asks them, Hey, you want to do drugs? And they come tell you whether it's, yes, I did it. No, I didn't. What have you, they know you're a safe place. But Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. don't, if you react over the little things, Oh my gosh, you got a bad grade. They're not going to come to you about the big things. He said he and his wife do this and his kids, like one of his kids, like a 12 year old or something asked him that, like at the dinner table, dad, what's a blowjob? Because they didn't know. They didn't know this is an appropriate conversation for the five-year-old sister to hear. Like they, they had no idea. They just heard the term, were willing to ask. And they were able to have a conversation that was appropriate for everyone present and then answer questions privately, you know. And it turned out years later, kid comes home, one of the kids, that one or another one, doesn't matter. Um, from a date and they always check in with mom and dad. They don't have to, you know, whatever their, whatever their rules were. They, they came in and said, hey, mom, dad, I'm home. And then they, they left and then popped the door open and said, I get, 
I told him not to. Bye. Like, they're open. So but if you freak out over that, guess what? Your kid's going to react and, and think that that's not okay to talk about with you. Not at all, but like, not just, it's not okay to talk so about. Don't it's not freak okay. out about things. Even if, here's the thing too. Don't freak out. Also show concern. But if a kid comes and tells you someone hurt them, don't react to the other kid. Like don't, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Because little kids don't always know that if you do that, you're reacting to the other kid. They see the reaction and they feel that energy. I, as a kid, I don't remember what it was, but I told my parents something. Oh no, it's when it, it was when my sister told them something and they freaked out about the Mm -hmm. other, about the perpetrator. And that scared me to not want to tell them things. I learned as I grew up, like, oh, that, you know, obviously, but as a kid, be a safe space where you can say, if someone says, if your kid says it, show concern, say, how'd that make you feel? And if they're really uncomfortable, you're right. That was unhealthy of them. And then when the kid is gone, freak out, yell, go for a drive if you need to, to be like that fucking asshole. I'm calling the police, what have you. And I mean, but calmly tell them their behavior wasn't good. You're right. I am going to take care of this. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to protect you. Like take care of them, but don't blow up about the situation because they often don't know the difference between blowing up at them and blowing up about the situation. 